you give him the time as you live, his word rhymes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living in God's Rhyme. Living in God's Rhyme is a podcast dedicated to poetry, faith, Christianity, family, and the fun things that pop into Tim and Dave's heads. My name is Dave. Uh, hello, uh, my name is Tim. It is nice to be here, and uh, I hope that uh, you enjoy your listening or viewing pleasure today. And I hope it is a pleasure. Yes. It's a pleasure for us to do this. And, folks, I'm pretty sure that I have all of my internet issues and technical issues taken care of this week. Um, notice there's a different background now, so <laughs> turn things around. Ooh, there's a way to look at it. Um, and also, for those of you who were looking for the video of last week, I could not piece enough of it together to make sense. After about eight and a half hours of trying, not all at one time, it, it I, I just decided it wasn't worth it wasn't worth trying and making it wasn't going to look good, folks. So enjoy the audio, and we'll be there this week. Well, you know, as you're talking, Dave, there is one thing I realized that you can't control. What's that? Me. <laughs> I, I I learned a long time ago that that was a. That was not good use of my time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way of saying what I wanted to say. Yeah, I know what you wanted to say. So what, what are we going to talk about today, Tim? Well, today it's all about God's rhyme. Oh. We're going to read poems from the first book, God's Rhyme, which was first published in uh, 2015. And the first part of it has poems that I wrote... Uh, in the 1970s and 80s, uh, I do remember that far back. <laughs> um, the first, we're going to start with uh, things from the first part of the book, which actually is the manuscript from the Jesus poems, which I had submitted uh, for publishing in 1983. And it was accepted for publishing, except that at the time, today it sounds really cheap inexpensive and it is even in today's money but <laughs> if you were taking <laughs> into account but no with a young uh starting a young family oh I, it, it just wasn't there at the time mm -hmm. so it didn't get published but uh that's the first part of god's rhyme is the jesus poems manuscript so uh what i'd like to start with <clears throat> unless you have something else to say no uh other than i really wish that uh we could get those published for you, but we'll find a way. No, someday. no they're published. They're they're in. They're in God's rhyme, right? Yeah, they're the first part of God's rhyme is. Okay. Are the poems from? Uh, actually, uh, actually, when I submitted God's rhyme to publisher, I had it in three chapters. The first chapter was the Jesus poems. Right. The second was other poems, which are just poems like I've had in the book in all three books in the middle, just poems about family or things in life or stupid, a stupid thought that may have come to my mind. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the second was I called uh, in here God's Rhyme, which were new poems written specifically for the book mm -hmm. that uh, my direct, the Jesus poems, uh, I think I'll explain as we go through why it was, Jesus was the focus, he's the one I prayed to. And as soon as I started writing God's Rhyme, 
and it just I just and it, it's one and the same there's it's three and one Father Son and Holy Spirit but I everything changed it dear God I pray to God and in the end of course I'm praying in Jesus name but uh, mm -hmm. that's just the way it's worked out so okay. this first one uh, <clears throat> is uh, called the introduction but it was the first poem in the Jesus poem uh, book I used to introduce the book okay okay the Jesus poems we all know that Jesus is the Son of God and the Holy Spirit completes the Trinity from the beginning of time and even before Jesus as God with the Holy Spirit created the earth and all we know as good so though not always mentioned as Jesus this book is dedicated to him to whom we relate in human form. May this glorify his holy name, and may it also bless you as he has blessed me in knowing him better. An experience of growth which even now continues, it therefore is offered incomplete. That's cool. It's incomplete because it's never ending. It has continued. Have you ever thought about a poem called the never ending rhyme? No, but it kind of scares me because I would have to continue on and on with rhyming. I, you know, I have tried to, uh, the other day, as a matter of fact, I was trying to think, okay, I, here's a word I could use in a poem. How many of the words can I find that rhyme with it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think the most, I, I know there's quite a, there can be quite a few, but they wouldn't fit what I want to write. That's got to be the hard part is finding the, the word that fits with yeah. what you're writing that rhymes when you're trying to rhyme it, right? Sometimes it can be, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, if you're talking about the spirit, <laughs> that can't be an easy rhyme when well, it comes to to Christianity or faith. I've used hear it. Oh, is that really one, one word, word or two? Two words. Or yeah. you could use do not fear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Uh, there's other words that I wouldn't know how to put into it because of the it at the end. You know, and there's that thing where it's a, it's a two-syllable word. You could end it with two separate words, and the first word may not uh, necessarily, won't not rhyme with, or I'm, that's way off track. That makes no sense what I was just trying to say. Won't rhyme with the first syllable of the word you're rhyming with. That usually is the case. Right. Although spirit, fear, fear, spirit and fear are the exception to that rule. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it does. It makes sense to me. I think, I think we're getting way off track on this one, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> you can you can you can take it. If you want to take the credit for that nope. one, go ahead. Nope. I'll, I'll give I it to you. I will take the credit for us getting off track on that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, you uh. I see here in the show notes you had a little, ref uh, not a little, but you had a reflection of, from that poem. Yep, I'll read it here. Okay. In 1978, my wife Mary Lou and I attended a marriage encounter weekend. It was a retreat to make good marriages better. We were led through the weekend by two couples and a priest. It was a weekend filled with, the, with revelations about each other and others and God. The priest, whose name was Larry Dunn, was a Jesus-filled man. As we found out that weekend, and for many years to follow, to be with Larry was to be with Jesus. 
Larry was a priest at Our Lady of Guadalupe Mission in our hometown, and that is where we started attending church regularly. Many of the poems in the beginning were written during those years we attended Guadalupe. It was a time and place where Jesus was celebrated, where everyone was hugged during the sign of peace, and the music so full of joy got you through the week. Uh, it just was, uh, I, I've explained this before, growing up Episcopalian, becoming Catholic to, uh, so the family could, Mary Lou's faith was stronger as, she was stronger in her faith than I was in mine because she had continued going to church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I had just, I, I actually, uh, Larry Dunn, as I've talked about before and in, in other poems in the book, was a Jesus-filled man. He was. Uh, he was not your normal. He wasn't what. Uh, he wasn't a normal what you expected of a Catholic priest. Uh, I mean, I. He was very outgo. He was very accepting of you where you were at in your faith. And. Uh, he his sermons were. Uh, they were just full of of love and full of the love of God and Jesus and wanting to share that with the, the, the congregation. Mm-hmm. And um, that is really where I first got that feeling for God, truly, you know, a better understanding. Um, I have since moved on, but... Uh, this is this this actually uh, will surprise people, but this was the beginning of my journey in faith, true journey in truly knowing who God was, who Jesus was, and uh, it, it, it's grown since then. But it, it was a beginning, and I just said to hear this next thing I had written was this was the beginning of my journey, which has taken many twists and turns, and led to the following poem, also in God's rhyme which we will, holy cow, i got to change that one, Dave. I thought I was done writing at the time. Oh, the one that says we will close with? Yeah, one we'll close with. <laughs> Sorry, folks, we're not done yet. <laughs> no, you, you want to cross that out, just cross that whole thing out. We'll be all right. Okay. okay. This um, one's, oh, uh, go ahead. No, I, I just wanted to interject because uh, growing up with Tim and in and, and, and our family, we... Um, we went to church regularly uh, until we were given that choice not to, which I found odd, but okay. But you went back before, I think, before, I know before, we before me, and before Paul. And I remember noticing, because um, this is back when you and Mary Lou were together and you had gone to these marriage encounter weekends and you were going to church at, at Guadalupe I had noticed a big change in you and your your whole outlook on life. Mm. And I remember it being a better outlook, but also more defined than it was earlier. Because that's, I mean, honestly, we, when we were both teenagers, there were different times in the world. But, <laughs> I mean, they were. You grew up in in an era that was, you know, a good five, six years ahead of me. So you were to watch the, the, the transformation 
was was fun for me and it was exciting to see how different my brother could become when he let god in which made me more curious Hmm. and i don't know if you noticed this but after you started going to guadalupe you and i got closer for quite a while when you left mary lou got married and bought the house we saw more of each other we were around more often yeah i remember being i remember that and i think a big part of that was because not that i didn't like the person you were before you found jesus because i did i loved you then i love you now but it was you enhanced yourself to such a point that it was even more fun to be around and more exciting to be around you because you were a better person Mm -hmm. then and i think that Mm -hmm. i was looking to find my way to get there in in the back of my head and and eventually i got there it just took me another 30 or 40 years (laughs) i had a long i had a long drought too afterwards but Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I I didn't know that, and I really I, I appreciate that, and, and I'm humbled by it. Oh, but um, you were you were it was it was fun watching you and Mary Lou, because you guys and folks. And I'm sorry if I'm if I'm rambling here, but to to watch two young young adults act like children, <laughs> and. And, and be, because they were around each other and enjoyed each other's company so much, it was, it was um, intoxicating to watch. I mean, it was, I remember mom and, mom and I sitting on a porch one day watching you and Mary Lou playing tennis in the road because you guys had bought one of those tennis um, apparatuses where it was this big heavy weight with a long string mm-hmm. and you and Mary Lou were out in the yard, out in the, out in the street playing tennis and I remember mom and I sitting there going Dave do you remember you having that much energy I go I'm supposed to still have that much energy mom she goes but doesn't Tim look happy and I remember that to this day mom said doesn't Tim look happy and how could I disagree with her she was absolutely right Mary Lou has been a great thing for you my friend oh I know (laughs) she she has she has been a a true blessing uh, a true blessing and uh Mm -hmm good for me uh no i wouldn't be where i am today without her probably not no no it'd be a different place in, in a different world but anyways i I'm, I'm sorry about that i took it down a road that maybe you hadn't planned on but that's usually well, my we job ended up in a road playing tennis you know and, and back in those days where we lived you could play in a road you could all was done in the road and uh, a number of other things anyway oh you could do anything in the road back then yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, you could. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go on to my friend Jesus. Okay. Take my hand as we walk this land. Feel the sand as time drifts away. Hear what I say. Just be what you may with my friend Jesus. A little boy, a baby girl. Sometime the days like a waterfall swirl until I feel the sun's rays and I know it's the sun who, though blinded to some, is who I will follow. I walk through a field and I find I must yield, give of myself, die to my wants. I opened the door and found him waiting there, wanting no more than that breath of fresh air. I found the way, as people had said, it's not what you say or the thoughts in your head. It's not just the grace of an evening meal. It's something you always feel, something that starts deep in your heart. 
Take my hand and walk with me. There is so much to be. Together we can stand, not just the two of us, because we are three with our friend Jesus. You, uh, went, how do I put this? You talked more about we are three and God's rhyme than you do in God still rhymes, correct? Seems like. Right, yeah, probably, yeah. Um, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong either way. I just, something I noticed. No. Uh, I don't know. Just... And I think, well, we, we all know your, your poetry changed each book. Every book is different, yeah. Yeah. A, and this one, it's just, I, you used the reference because we are three with our friend Jesus. I, I like that whole last line. Yeah, whoever we're with, you know, we can be that way. If we know Jesus, and uh, that's how... Uh, I think I felt in our marriage, and uh, I, I wrote this note down for some discussion. Uh, Jesus became approachable to me at, at this time in my life. Not only was he part of the Holy Trinity, he was a friend, someone I could talk to freely. My prayers and worship revolved around Jesus as my Savior. And it was, you know, okay, I grew up knowing that Jesus was was part God. He was born in uh, of a woman and became man like us. Mm-hmm. Lived like us. Lived a, a life free of sin. But uh, with Larry, I it, it became. It was natural to suddenly look at Jesus as your friend, someone you could talk to. Uh, and you know, when I think of Jesus now being uh, our intercessor in heaven with the Father, you know, you have that relationship. You can talk to him, but we can also talk to God. Also, uh, I mean, he he is there for us to talk to also at any time. But this again, this was my whole spirit was being opened up here, filled, mm-hmm. and and this was the start of it. Was simply bringing Jesus into my life, into my, into, into the, my being. And, uh, it was, uh, I'm still amazed and, and thankful for that experience, the experiences I had. And for, for Larry, who has since passed away. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was, uh, you may have told me, I just, I'm sorry. I didn't know. No, it's been a number of years. And, uh, yeah, he was just, uh, an amazing person you know I, mm. I may have said this before but again another thing that was interesting was when I said to him Larry I'd like to you know go to convert I'd like to become a Catholic uh, for our mm-hmm. family and he said yeah fine he says uh, you can come to the to the rectory, rectory and I think we had six or seven weeks we went into a to the study there and he says the first the first week we went in he says uh, all I want to talk about in these in these few weeks, these sessions we have, all I want to do is is talk about Jesus, read about Jesus, and so that you find out who He is. That's all we did. Really? There's nothing about church doctrine or anything else. And he says to me the last the last time we met, he says, "Do you have any questions?" 
<laughs> well, my mind's running a thousand miles and well, kind of bogged down. It was, <laughs> I simply said, do I need confession? Because, uh, you know, confession was is a big part of that faith. Mm-hmm. And he says, I didn't think so, but if you want to, go ahead. I mean, it really? was, yeah. it was, for him, it was, it was Jesus. That was it. That was it. Yeah. And it was, uh, and that uh, has led me to where I am. Didn't you tell me once, what does Mary Lou say about Father David or Father Larry? Oh, to get a hug from Larry Dunn is like getting a hug from Jesus. Yeah. She always felt that way because it was just, there was just so much love that came out of it. Yeah, I, I remember him. He didn't, wasn't he the, uh, the, the minister at your wedding? No, no, that was, was uh, no, uh-uh. No, uh. I know I met him at some point in well, time. Well, probably, uh, probably at one of the kids' baptisms. Probably, yeah. yeah. I, I was always impressed with how he spoke. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I, again, I, we all have our favorites. And, and part of that is who you've, who you've been around in your life. Um, mine, of course, were, were, were the guys that, at, at uh, St. Paul's in, in Port Huron, you know, you know Reverend mm-hmm. Bennett and Dr. Daniels, and two different, totally different styles of talking and two different oh, yeah. ways of looking at, at God. But um, I just remember every time Reverend Bennett talked, I felt closer to God. And it was always that I got that warm and fuzzy from him. And when I, I remember me, when I met, you know, Father Larry, I remember you introducing me to him and he was just, he was like, he just, he just made you feel welcome. Yeah. Just when he said, all he had to do was say hello and you felt welcome. (laughs) I thought that was amazing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I do. And I, like I say, it's, he had a huge impact on your life and I could tell. Yeah. 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 Well, let's go on to, uh, I haven't told you what pages you were on if you have the book, but this next one is my sweet Jesus is found on page 10. Okay. Oh, Jesus, sweet Jesus, I pray that when you lay me down to my final rest, it is in your arms, I pray. But for now, let me live such that in all I do in my life is to give as you have to me. In this life I am living, may I pass on to others the way of gentle forgiving you have given to me. May the weakness in this life give way to meekness everlasting in you. Living here today may be gone tomorrow. Your word shows me the way, the path I must follow. And this uh, was Kate written after a second uh, marriage encounter weekend. We had been asked to, uh, after the weekend, you would they broke you into up into small groups, and you had a series of meetings and just to continue and and expand on what you'd learned over the weekend and. Uh, we made some good friends there too, mm-hmm. uh, but I, c- I can remember sitting, sitting in a large auditorium. No, it wasn't a large auditorium; it was a small auditorium. Uh, on the sa- on the Saturday of that weekend, and all of a sudden, I just felt I just felt this whole thing in my being, where it was like just tingling. Uh, a numbness, a numbness, but it was that feeling you get when 
you feel God's presence and it was I just felt that uh, for I don't know a few minutes anyway maybe five minutes and it was a, absolutely an amazing feeling and it changed me and I can remember after that weekend I was I worked outside uh, on a survey crew and this was in the summer and I would look at the sky and it was bluer than I'd ever remembered it seeing it before everything in nature was more vivid it's just uh, those moments are uh, that'll stay with me forever just that that whole feeling yeah. uh, and it wasn't anything that I stood up and said hey you know this happened to me it was just one of those things that happened in it and it had an effect that uh, I'll never forget. But the uh, the effect of what happened has stayed with you all this time, right? Because well, of your love for Jesus. Uh, we took a we took a sabbatical for a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a time when uh, you know it was a, there was a period where God God let me suddenly be who be who I thought I wanted to be. And you know things had changed somewhat, and uh, not in my marriage, but just in my faith. And I was getting somewhat discouraged after a while. And so that's why, from 1983, when the Jesus rhyme, the Jesus poems was submitted, that no poetry was published until 2015. God knew I wasn't ready, mm -hmm. and he he worked he. He, his um, patience is a blessing. Yeah, you could you could try you could try his patience and 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 be sorry for it, but he was very patient with me, and uh, put me into another group of people uh, that I think I've talked about uh, when I got at church was just got restless and I ended up in a men's Bible study on Tuesday mornings and that became church which led me to where I'm at going to church now and brought just you know it was a, that second spurt of growth I experienced mm -hmm. which uh, you know it's I know people go through their faith journey sometimes alone uh, quietly but I have found that even as an introvert with other Christians around, being with them, my faith will grow. I have it because I have a chance to express myself, and others will listen to me, and I can hear what others have to say and what they've been through, and what their hopes are. Mm -hmm. and it just is a united, a uniting thing where you know we need to be together at at times. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So. Um. You've had, you said something that really amazes me, and, and, and it, it, it rings true to me also, that God gave, God had the patience to let you go do what you believed you need to do until it was time for you to come back, right? Basically. Yeah, and I said that wrong. He didn't, it wasn't what I believed I needed to do. It was just having gotten discouraged, I just, uh, it took me a while to, I just lived life, and it kind of took control of me. Yeah, but you've said on this, on this broadcast that 
that life was nowhere near as fulfilling as it is now. No, not, not at all. anywhere near it, right? No, no, not at all. Yeah. And that's, no, I mean, I think that's I, what I was going for, and I didn't let you know. <laughs> no, okay. No, I, I, I've said this a lot of times that a bad day with God is better than a. a if I have a bad day because of myself, right. but God, I have God with me. Right. Better than a day without God. I agree with you there. That's I probably 100%. a terrible way to, to have put that, but it's not a bad day because of God. It's a bad day because I let it become that. Right. But you, yeah. it's always a better day when God is there. When you I let am, him in. You yes, let him I am. In. You, you, because of you, you, you're the one that brought me back to, to God and to think about him again. <laughs> Because you go through, I went to you. I, I was like you a lot. My journey was just a lot longer at not being around him mm-hmm. than yours was, unfortunately. And and it's unfortunate. I feel I feel bad about that. Well, you know? but you know, I also know that he and I've had these conversations, and he said, "Doesn't matter what happened before. You're here now. I forgive you. Let's move on." Right? Yeah. He he's faithful. You ask for forgiveness. He's faithful for to give. To forgive and forget. Mm-hmm. Our problem is for, is not forgetting. I'm getting better at that. And I and I have and I have accepted, and no longer am uh, affected by those times when I was without God and lived in the world for the world. Yeah. The weird thing is, I'm, and this is, I saw a post online on social media the other day from a friend of mine. From years ago, she and she and I have been friends forever, but we really don't talk anymore. Life has gotten in the way, and and she and I lived together as friends in an apartment when I was living in the Kansas City area. And she went on a cruise with one of the other girls who was living with us. And no, folks, there was nothing going on. It was just three great friends who are still friends today, and the two of them went on a cruise. And my first thought was, well, you didn't invite me. <laughs> and then I realized why, because God doesn't want me to go that far up, in, up north, because they went to Alaska. I was like, oh, oh no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but God put those two girls in my life for a reason. Yeah. He does um, put people in our lives, doesn't he, for a reason. He, 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 uh, those two girls were who I needed because I had just gone through a divorce. And they are exactly who I needed to be my friends at that point in time. And he keeps them there for a reason. Even in the background, you know, it's just when her, her husband, when one of them, their husbands passed away, you know, we talked mm-hmm. online. It was great. It was not long enough for either of us, but it was like, you got to let them know you're there. But she knows that God is there for her too. Because she loves, she loves God as much as I do and, and more. So anyways, I'm sorry. Back to oh, it's that. all right. It's, uh, back it's, to the uh, back to the show. I hear you know. Yeah, uh, I think the conversations. I, I'm really enjoying it today because it's so. <laughs> it's so. I think it's being led by the. I know it's being led by the spirit, mm-hmm. and it's just. Uh, this is us, folks. Yeah. This is us. You uh, and I know we've got a few more to go here, or a little bit more to go, and I feel bad because last week. When we, when I was having my technical difficulties, you asked me a question, and my portion wasn't recorded. 
and I cut out your portion of the ask. So one of these days, not today, another day I will, I'll have you ask me that again. Okay. Because you liked my answer and I felt better because I had told you what, how my life had gotten better now that I've let God in. Mm-hmm. That was one of your questions. And I'm sorry it didn't get recorded, folks, because, again, I, I really feel bad about it. The Internet here sometimes is is fantastic. <laughs> sometimes it just goes, yeah, not today. <laughs> <laughs> and I've usually got the best Internet of both of us, but not last week. So that's, what, do we, what do you say? We move on. on. All yeah. right. Uh, this one's found on page 41 of God's mm-hmm. Rhyme. And it's called Make Melody to God. And um, again, all of these were inspired by something that uh, was said in a sermon or uh, maybe in a group discussion that was that came up. Uh, but uh, this this one starts out with uh, uh, I'm going to read from Colossians uh, verse 16. Let the word spoken by the Christ, the Messiah, have its home in your hearts and minds and dwell in you all its richness as you teach and admonish and train one another in all insight and intelligence and wisdom and spiritual things and sing songs and spiritual songs, making melody to God with his grace in your hearts. We sing your words which we have heard with our ears throughout the years. We sing in the words ring of what you have done through Jesus your Son. Psalms and hymns sung of him whose life is praised. From death he was raised. Living now, living for years, knowing life's fears, crying hurt tears. Then, believing without sight, accepting now the light, living through his might. We sing even more of his glorious splendor of the life he has given, unlocking the gates to heaven. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs of his writing our wrongs. We sing of his glory, that all may hear his story. May our living be a melody to God and his Son's body. May we sing with his grace, and our hearts win faith. Um, there's a lot to say about that one. <laughs> There's so much to say that I can't say a word. Have you ever heard that something before? There's so much to say I can't say anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the one I love, one of the ones I love the best in this whole, this whole uh, poem was, we sing and the words ring of what you have done through Jesus, your son. I just like that one. I just think that's cool as can be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, and, and look at what uh, a lot of hymns I would imagine the majority of hymns are that way. You know, they're songs, but yeah. what Jesus has done, what God has done through Jesus. And early on, and even today, um, one of the ways that humans praise God is by song or through song. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Yeah, through song. I mean, look at the new. Look at some of the the the, the songs out there now that are. Praising God all the time. I mean, the hymns have changed over the years. You and I have had that discussion on mm-hmm. and off the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's really, really, it's true. I mean, I just, oh, I'm sorry. 
No, that's all right. I'm getting off on uh, weird things today. Well. And there's a reason for that. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he'll tell me later. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the time here. And, we're okay. Uh, we're in good shape here. Yeah, we are. This one is called The Everyman. And this came to me after uh, noticing in church uh, and the number of uh, the number of times during communion when a family would go up and the the husband or the father may not go up for communion, which was one of the reasons that I had converted at the time, was to so that my kids didn't have to ask me, Dad, why don't you participate? What don't you believe or whatever? So. Uh, this was a, a result of looking around church for a, a while, and mm -hmm. this is what came to mind. Is that me sitting in the pew? Is that you on bended knee? Those few I see, they are we, waiting. Do I hear of your good news? The everyman is everywhere. He's rich, he's poor, he's at the door, never knowing what is there. What is there for him? He may sing a hymn, he may recite a psalm, he may appear calm, but the inside and the outside don't always meet while in the seat. Oh yes, he hears, and like you, he has fears unknown to him, that salvation was won, but the race we must run. He may hear the spoken word, he may hear the sermon, he may hear the children, but what has he heard? Then he is home again, not thinking of sin. He's thinking of gain, of winning the game. Years of fears, fears and tears, of hiding, not confiding. One cannot find when one is blind. It was me, was it you? There are more than a few who occupy the pew and have not a clue. There is clutter and people mutter words without meaning, but with a definite leaning. So the everyman sits and prays, does what he can, but never stays. Never stays because he has not heard of Jesus' love and how he died that every man might survive. He is there every Sunday. He is there every day, including Sunday, needing someone to reach out and touch, a tap on the shoulder that reaches his soul so that, feels that, so that for salvation he does pray. We need him as much as he needs us. By reaching out, he makes us stronger. By showing him the faithful love of Jesus, his journey becomes shorter, not longer. Sitting in a pew, more than a few, what do we do? Are we still the few? That was just an oh, observation, and uh, um, you know, I, was, I was like that at one time in my life, and it's just uh, once you find Jesus, you just you have this desire to see for everybody to see him. Everybody know him. Yeah, I understand that now. I do. I'd like you to read the reflection before we discuss. Oh, okay. I was just thinking of that. Yeah. Uh, the reflection. This goes back to the days when I didn't want to explain to the kids why Dad didn't take communion. As the kids grew, we were involved in school, Catholic school, PTA, coaching, fest coaching festivals, no, not Old Testament festivals, I saw many dedicated men helping others in church. Their dedication to helping others was much greater than mine. But one thing I wondered about was, in spite of their good relationship with the church, did they have a true relationship with Jesus? I finally realized that there was more 
there was more there were more that the dads forgive me I finally realized that there were more of the dads that might not have that relationship. One Sunday, we walked into church with a couple that had been members of the church for a long time, and I'll never forget this. To this very day, I'll never forget this. And the woman said, I hope I have done enough good things to get to heaven. Yes, there are more than a few. Again, it's, we are told by Paul in Ephesians, I believe Second Ephesians, that we are saved by faith. We are saved by grace, God's grace, by faith, our faith, to perform the to, to perform the good works that God has made for us. That God has prepared for us, not made, but prepared for us to do afterwards. And there are other places throughout the New Testament where it talks about we are saved by faith. There's not enough good things that we can do. But it, it's interesting because, um, I don't know, it seems like wherever you, whatever you're thinking, whatever you're, whatever church it is you're talk, looking at, there are always people that are doing good things for other people. Right, always. right. And that's good. And I it just, is. yeah. and I, you know, I, I don't want to be judgmental, but that's what went through my mind. Yeah. Can I ask a silly question? Only if you want a goofy answer. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, we're ready for that. Okay. The woman said, I hope I have done enough good things to get into heaven. Yeah. Isn't that something that changed your attitude or view into more of a curiosity or a more curious concern than well to a um that's just it's it's interesting she said that kind of a thing yeah i was i was i was at the point in my faith where i knew that i couldn't do enough things to get myself into heaven because mm -hmm. uh, i'm gonna do that one bad thing that's gonna outweigh something else <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> uh, like eat too many cookies uh but for i'm sorry forgive me uh Wait a minute. You can eat too many cookies and not get an egg. Oh, well, I'm you gonna that's, that's I'm going to stop you know, buying cookies, folks. <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, that's that that's weightier sin than some of the other ones. <laughs> um, but, puts weight on. But uh, anyway, mm -hmm. you know, I just, I think because I, I know I understood that it's by faith we're saved at that point in my, in my life. Okay. And I just... Um, It made me sad. It made me sad. Sad for her or sad for yourself? For her. Yeah. Yeah. And I. It's sad that people feel that way. Did I do enough? Yeah. I don't, I feel for, I, I, I know people that, that ask that question too. Have I done enough? You've done enough because you've asked the question, right? <laughs> it's a good well, sign. You're concerned I, about it because you've asked the question. Well, you've asked the question, but. Still, again, I don't want to get into a big theological discussion, but you shouldn't, you can ask the question, but there's only one answer to it. We can't do enough. Right. We are, we are, are born into sin because of the sin that occurred in the Garden of Eden, where Adam and Eve 
um, rebelled against God and what he told them not to do. Right. And since then, you know, there's sin in the world. And, yeah. okay, uh, anyway. Anyway. No, I agree. I'm just anyway, saying, I didn't want to get too I deep. Know, I just... I, I don't know where. Go ahead, Dave. I'm. I'm, I, I'm I think what I was getting at was eh, that's the kind of question. If somebody had said that in front of me, as I was walking in, not talking to me, but just I had overheard that, I would say, because you are asking that question, at least you're looking in the right direction. Have I done enough? Doesn't matter well, if you. Yeah, and then you need no. someone to explain it to you. Yeah. And that, that was basically, I think, what it sounded to me like she was saying, have I done enough? And, and she was hoping to get that kind of an answer that day. Well, I, I don't know. And then I hope she did. Well. Anyways. Let's go on. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> okay. We're going to end with this one, which is on page 122 of God's Rhyme. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. called The Cornerstone. The cornerstone, forgive me, (laughs) I read too much and it gets hard after a while. Uh, The cornerstone, the first block laid upon which the foundation is made, in which the line is straight and true, the beginning holding the clue. The clue of the temple, a clue of the temple, a view of the house, a pew of his church. The few, the blessed, the meek, the poor, the spirit, the son, the father, all found in the cornerstone. Old and new, we can read testaments of the blocks which rest on the cornerstone, so in perfect line, lest we, so perfect in line, lest we lament, lest we reject, lest we build on our own. Jesus, the cornerstone on which we build our lives, a temple, we as one become a church, building on his perfection, we strive through his life, we end our search. Building on the cornerstone, we are no longer a stranger, we, are, we no longer build alone, not since at birth in the manger. This is from Ephesians 2, uh, verses 9-20. We are members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, which with Christ Jesus as the chief cornerstone. Before the beginning and beyond the end, Jesus our Savior is our cornerstone, building on a life, a death that God did send, the house he builds becomes our own. Yes, he was the cornerstone the Psalms tell us the builders rejected, but for those who believe, he is the cornerstone for all that is good. In him we have our faith, our hope, our joy, our eternal salvation. Uh, as you're thinking here, uh, my reflection, this is about the church I started attending while in Bible study. In researching Cornerstone, I was amazed how many songs have been written about it. I just wanted to express my gratitude for finding the Cornerstone. Yeah. Well, you, we've talked about the Cornerstone before. Uh-huh. Um, I just think that this one brings it out a whole lot more. I, I, I Ephesians... Um, we are members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with with G, with Christ Jesus as our chief cornerstone. I never understood cornerstone until you explained it to me one day. 
Mm. And ever since then, it's like, well, that all just makes complete sense. Yeah. He is the cornerstone of everything. And you look at the at buildings throughout history. Yep. They, you know, they they look at government buildings in Washington. They have a cornerstone. that's a date on it. It's the it's what it's the day. It's the first stone laid, and everything is built up and around that. Yes. It's not the linchpin. It is the cornerstone. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I think about solid, that a lot differently now. It is a solid rock yes. on which God's truth is built on earth, in mm-hmm. our hearts. It is. It's interesting because he's also called the rock of our salvation. Yeah. <laughs> That's There's amazing. So many, so many terms to describe Jesus. Oh, man. And... and and every one is as is as eloquent as the the next. Yeah, but I prefer the cornerstone. Okay. Because I, I I do. It's it's it means a lot to me. I it does. Anyways. Good. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yep. Uh, folks, we're at that point in in our day where Dave has to step in and say, you know what the show notes are scroll i'm not going to use the d word <laughs> or say down or that yeah you just <laughs> the scroll you just, um, just just use the word just use it well but anyway so put it this way scroll to the bottom there you go scroll until there's no more scroll to be scrolled to you make it sound like a, one of the uh, uh, an ancient scroll where this is written on <laughs> we're like the dead sea scrolls no we're not that good no <laughs> no um, we're not that good but no we're not that good but anyways folks uh, if you want to find us we're there that's where you can find our links to the the whole you know our podcast page on facebook which is tim's podcast you know everything the website everything's down below in the show notes that's okay. the only down below we <laughs> That is the only down below that Tim and I believe in is the show notes. <laughs> well, I believe there is a down below below there, but uh, we're, we're not, not going there. No. Yeah. But other than that, folks, I've had a wonderful time today and I've enjoyed talking with my big brother, Tim. And well, I've, I, I've, I've, I've enjoyed this one, Dave. It's, it's been a real pleasure. And yeah. I always enjoy our time together, uh, sharing yeah. our faith in a, but today was today was special. I don't know uh, something about going back to your roots. Yes. And uh, explain and going through that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not ashamed of where my faith started to grow and where my understanding of who Jesus was. I it was I, I firmly believe that uh, God put me there for a reason. I and also. I also believe, not to interrupt, but I believe he put Father Larry in your life for a reason. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, you can even, no. you can edit that part out, but let's just. Uh, We're no, going to go with that. He was an amazing man, yeah. and uh, I may be where I am today if, without him, but he's the one I firmly believe that God put in my life. Oh, I believe he did too, yeah. I believe he put him there for a reason, and it's a good reason. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Um, that's all I've got, brother. You want you want to take us out with a prayer? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, okay. Okay. So, uh, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer today as we end this podcast. 
Dave and I thank you for leading us through the day and into tomorrow. And we pray that today has been pleasing to you and has honored your glory. We pray for our listeners and viewers. We pray for their needs, healing, and the salvation of those who have not accepted the gift of your grace by faith. We pray, Lord, for this world in which we live. Oh, Lord, we pray for this world in which we live. Father, as Christians, lead us to proclaiming the gospel wherever we are. And may we do so in a loving way. Lead us to the truth of the days we are living in, Lord. And Lord, we pray for the nation of Ukraine and its people, its leaders, those who have fled the country and to find safety, those who may still be trying to leave the country, and those who are staying to fight the invading army of their enemy, Lord. I pray, Father, that their faith and determination can be an example to the entire world, Father. And I pray, Father, that their faith will oh, lead them, lead them to you, Father. And dear Lord, we uh, prepare us and our listeners and viewers for this coming week. We pray that it is you we live for and you who leads us. As we walk with you this week, may it be your hand, may it be your hand, Lord, clasp around our hand so that we may feel the grasp of your love. And we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, your Son, our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer, our Cornerstone. May we build our lives on him. We pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Folks, if you give him the times as you live, his word rhymes. Don't forget, Dave, or listeners or viewers, we, we are the king's kids. And you will never get rid of us because we are his with Jesus. God bless you all. Have a great week. And thanks for paying attention. <laughs> Bye, folks. Bye.